What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Sports with Spencer here, and today I'm going to be doing my NBA Week in Review number two. This time around, I'm going to be talking about six topics in my NBA Player of the Week and Bust of the Week. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's it is one of the longer podcasts, but hey, y'all seem to enjoy it. So my first topic will be the drama going on in Golden State. If you do not know about this, you are living under a rock. And I'm just going to do a quick review. I, I guarantee y'all have heard it before, but too bad I'm still going to say it. So with seconds left, well, I'm just going to do a, a brief summary. Okay, so with seconds left in the uh, Warriors-Clippers game, the score was tied. Draymond got the rebound. KD was calling for the ball, but Draymond took it down the floor. And the play looked promising. The fast break looked promising, but he fumbled the ball, and the game went into overtime, and the Clippers lost. This spawned a massive dispute between KD and Draymond where, <laughs> well, Draymond called KD a bitch. Draymond challenged him to leave Golden State. He said he was not all in on the team. Draymond basically talked a lot of shit to KD. He talked a lot of shit to KD. And this is big because we all know KD is kind of, one foot in, one foot out of Golden State. We all know, which actually that, I mean, which actually that was said by Draymond too. I forgot to mention that, <laughs> but um, yeah um. This jeopardizes Katie's future, very minorly to me. Well, it it definitely. If KD were to leave, which I think he will, I think he'll leave. If they win this third straight championship, which there's no doubt in my mind, they will win this third straight championship. I think that KD will leave to go somewhere else. KD has done his job in Golden State. Actually, there is one more thing that Draymond said. Draymond said that the Warriors do not need him. And I'm pretty sure Katie said the same thing back to Draymond. So that's pretty funny. But this did not affect. And of course, by this, Draymond got suspended for the game going up against the Hawks. I mean, they're going up against the Hawks. It's fine. <laughs> In which the Warriors won 110 to 103. This game did not seem to bother the Warriors much at all. Katie still dropped 29, shooting 9 for 23 from the field, 100% from the free throw line. It did not seem to bother them much as they pulled away late, but it's still the Hawks. Let's not kid ourselves. But a few nights ago, Thursday night, uh, the Warriors went up against the Rockets on national television, may I say. National television on TNT. Uh, this is Katie and Draymond's first game back together. See if they've really hashed things up. And they got their ass handed to them. I understand that they do not have Steph Curry. But you got to understand. They still have Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. And a good core based around those guys. They got their ass handed to them. Handed. <laughs> they just did. It's, it is... 
I do not think it means much. Because no, the thing that made me upset was that hell on Sports Center the next morning because I was getting ready for school. Oh my gosh, they were making a big deal. Dre Draymond passed the ball to KD. Oh my god, they're talking. Yeah, no shit. It's like they're teammates. They're teammates. They're gonna pass it. They're gonna talk. And that is why I think this is just water under the well, this will be water under the bridge. For Katie and Draymond, I understand it is a massive dispute. But if this happened in March or April, then okay, I would be worried. I would be worried for, like, the Warriors' hopes to win it all. But this is November. I don't think people understand. There is a lot of months left in this season. I was about to do the math, but I don't really want to. I'm just going to guesstimate six. Six to seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. They will be fine. The Warriors will be okay. The Warriors will still win the championship. Now, I think KD is going to leave. Where are potential landing spots for him? The Lakers to play with LeBron. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's about it for landing spots. People are saying the Knicks, but hell no, nah, that's not going to happen. What? What? Why would he want to go to the Knicks? No one knows. People are saying the Celtics, if the Celtics can trade Gordon Hayward, which I think that's a possibility. I think that's a strong possibility. I think that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Katie moves to the weaker East. But I don't see that happening. There are a lot of strings that need to be pulled for that. Some people are saying the Nets because they have a lot of cap space. No. Actually, one team that is very intriguing to me, which the team who I think will be the front runner when free agency hits, is the Los Angeles Clippers. Let's just say KD does not want to play with LeBron. Okay. You don't want to be the sidekick when you're the second best player in the world. That makes sense. That's understandable. Why not go to the same exact big market? Why not go to that? Why not go and... be oh my gosh TV's free but why not go play in the same arena as LeBron this will prove if you're really better it's the same city now let's see who will win over the city I think Clippers are the front runner in that this segment is getting a little long so I'm going to cut it off here and yeah now on to the next topic we have Jimmy Butler's fit with Philadelphia We all know that big trade happened between the Timberwolves and the Sixers. I was surprised to see it happen, but that messes up chemistry for Philadelphia. You just let go of two of your starting players and got back one, which I'm not saying that it was a bad deal because the Sixers fleeced them, but that that will mess up chemistry for a while. And that kind of showed during Jimmy Butler's debut with the Sixers going up against the Magic. (laughs) <laughs> they lost 111 to 106. J- Jimmy Butler had 14 points, shooting 6 or 12 from the field. Joel Embiid had 19. Oh my gosh, Joel Embiid had a triple double, actually. Wow, okay. And Ben Simmons had 9 points, 6 assists, a very Ben Simmons stat line. And uh, the thing that surprised me the most was seeing Jimmy Butler's field goal percentage 6 for 12. That is very good. I expected him to have more points, but I understand it's a new team. They lost, though, and that's all that matters. They lost. Now, Friday night, last night, um, 
They went up against the Jazz and won 113-107. to 107. Jimmy Butler played a whole lot better, having 28 points, 7 assists, and 3 rebounds, shooting 12 for 15 from the field. That is 80%. Joel Embiid, 23.7 rebounds, and Ben Simmons, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. And Jimmy Butler's plus-minus was plus 12 while he was on the floor. And the Jazz are not a bad team at all. They are a good team, a pretty good team. I'm not going to say very good. They're pretty good. And Jimmy Butler shooting 12 for thir- 12 for 15 is the thing that shocked me the most. He went 6 for 12, then 12 for 15. Off the top of my head, that's around 65 to 70% from the field. Clearly, he's finding better shots than he was with the Timberwolves. And basically... <laughs> He's finding better shots. I get that it's a small sample size, but it's still, it means something. It's definitely not nothing. Joel Embiid is playing really well with Jimmy Butler. Ben Simmons is playing like Ben Simmons. <laughs> Markel Fultz is playing like Markel Fultz. <laughs> it's a, Philadelphia will compete for the Eastern Conference Finals. They will compete to play in the NBA Finals. I'm very excited to see them venture on into this season. Jimmy Butler, though, 14 points to 28 points. That average is out to 21, and his field goal percentage is probably 70%, somewhere around that range. That is very good, and it's only the beginning. I'm excited to see the Sixers team play, and yeah. And on to the next topic, the Houston Rockets have decided to part ways with Carmelo Anthony after only... I'm gonna guess twelve games. That's my, that's my guess. And uh, once, okay, I, never mind. It's just not gonna show me the record. But I'm not surprised by this move. I was surprised when they picked him up to begin with. That was pretty. I don't want to say shocking, but it was surprising for me to say, to see that, the Rockets went for him, and the Rockets have a lot of problems right now. Mainly their defense. Their defense is trash. They have no wing defender, and Carmelo definitely did not help that. He definitely did not help. But when you look at Carmelo Anthony, okay, you you can say he's a bum. You can say he's trash. Is he trash compared to what he was 10 years ago? Yeah, but he was a star 10 years ago. And he still averaged 13 points per game coming off the bench for a playoff contender. I think that if you have a solid bench with good defensive pieces, I think Jimmy Butler, I mean, not. <laughs> I think Carmelo Anthony will fit well with your team. If you have three good defensive guys, one shooter and one Carmelo Anthony, that would be one hell of a bench. Because Carmelo, okay, he had that rough night going up against the Thunder on national television. I forgot, let me actually check what a shooting percentage was and such. Because it was not good to say the least. The Rockets only put up 80 points. That should say enough. But Carmelo Anthony had two points shooting one for 11 from the field. And I get that all Carmelo does is shoot. He has more missed shots than rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks combined. That is really bad. Do not get me wrong. But if you have a bench with three solid defenders, one really good shooter... And Carmelo Anthony, that bench will work well. Now some landing spots for Carmelo. People are saying the Lakers. I don't see that happening. Not at all. I don't see why the Lakers would be interested in him. 
The only reason why that's being brought up is because LeBron is on the Lakers and LeBron is friends with Carmelo. That is the only reason. The Lakers showed no interest in him during the um during the off season and I'm not sure why the Lakers would be intrigued with grabbing him. They sh- they shouldn't and they're not. <laughs> but a but two spots that I think are pretty realistic. One is the Jazz the Jazz need a little bit of scoring. They need a little bit of help in that department. Their bench is their bench is pretty nice. I mean, the Jazz have a good bench and I think they could definitely use 13 points coming off the bench. The Jazz, oh, I forgot they lost 68 to 118 to the Mavericks. That's just sad to see. <laughs> I do not like to see that. But the Jazz bench consists of give me a moment. Jay, Jay Crowder, good defender. Tabo Cephalosha, good defender. Grayson Allen, rookie, but also a pretty decent defender. Dante Exum, decent defender. Well, Don, well uh, no, no, no. no. Don, Dante Exum's not a very great defender. But you have three good defenders. Do they have a shooter? I, it does not look like they have a shooter for that bench. But I think that would fit pretty well with that. 13 points coming off the bench, and their bench is <laughs> but their bench is not very great, but 13 points coming off of that, I think that would fit well for them. I think he can be a good mentor to, to old Donovan Mitchell. I get that one's a power forward, small forward, then one's a shooting guard, but I, sh- I still think that would work out pretty well. <laughs> but the Jazz are the definition of an average team. Let's make them more average with the addition of Carmelo Anthony. On to my second realistic option. That is the Miami Heat. The Heat were looking at Carmelo during the offseason. That was one of like the land like that was a team that was very interested in him. Looking at the Heat, they're six and nine right now. They they could use some scoring help. There is no secret to that. Their bench consists of Kelly Olinick. Eh. Eh. He's not a very good defender. Yeah. Bam Bam Adebayo, who is a very good young defender. I like his game. Wayne Ellington, pretty good shooter. And Tyler Johnson, he's... Eh. Tyler Johnson is an average player, just all around. I think Carmelo could help that bench out. I, I mean, he only played four guys for their bench just the other night. Like, when I go down, they only play four or five guys. They they need a little bit more depth to that. You can't... Okay, well, I guess they have a whole bunch of players playing there. But they need more depth to that. And I think Carmelo could add some scoring help for them as they need it. I would not be surprised to see him end up on a Heat roster. Those are my two realistic options, Jazz and the Heat. The Lakers is just outlandish. There is, I'm, I would be shocked to see Carmelo Anthony in a Lakers uniform. On to the next topic. We have the Los Angeles Lakers on the rise. They got their, well, it seems like they got most of their chemistry fixed out. And ever since I made, okay, my last podcast featured Tyson Chandler and his defensive help, but that was just from one game. So that could just have been totally just a flute game. That could have been nothing. But it has translated to the game against the Kings, game against the Hawks, and the game against the Trailblazers. They're currently playing against the Magic right now as I speak. Ah. But the Lakers, 
And in the win against the Hawks, LeBron, of course, was the leading scorer. Tyson Chandler had 12 rebounds. And Rajon Rondo, coming off the bench, had 7 assists. <sighs> the Lakers' young core to me is very interesting. I think Kyle Kuzma will be a star one day. He will average 20 points. If not this year, then he'll average 24 next year. If he doesn't this year, he, he'll average 24 next season. I'm, I'm willing to put money on that. Brandon Ingram? There's been a lot of stuff saying you should trade Brandon Ingram. Well, I guess that's not been a whole bunch of stuff. Like Steve Stephen A. Smith is saying trade tr- trade Brandon Ingram for Bradley Beal, which I actually did put in my three Laker trade possibilities. I made that podcast probably um, two months ago, one like one or two months ago. So I mean, if you want to listen to that, there are three pretty good trade possibilities. But. Brandon Ingram this season has been kind of underwhelming, but but I get that it's the first month of the year, and this does not mean much. In the game against the Hawks, that was a very, very entertaining game. Tyson Chandler had the game-winning dunk. I mean, not <laughs> game-winning block. That was, that was, whew, Br- Brandon Ingram got crossed up by Trey Young, and Tyson Chandler saved the day there. Tyson Chandler's defensive effects is showing so much. Like he's helping out so much, it's insane. I I did not think that pickup would do too much, but it's done everything for the Lakers. Um on in the third game the Lakers played this week was against the Trailblazers on national television and it's Le- okay, LeBron's been playing really well this year, but he's not been getting much into the news because he's had an average LeBron year. You know, 25 points per game, 8 rebounds, like ten, probably around 7 assists. He's had a very average LeBron year. Not until last night. I mean, well, not until last night, like a few a few nights ago. LeBron had 44 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 blocks, and took over that game against the Trailblazers. He completely took over, and he passed Wilt for fifth all-time on the scoring list. LeBron James had to pr- had to show people once again, hey, I'm here. I'm still the first or second greatest player of all time, and, I- and he's leaning towards first. He is heavily leaning towards first. I don't care what everybody says it. How about finals record? The dude still got to the finals nine times straight. Well, actually, not nine times. I think eight times straight. Yeah, but but enough of that. But that's a topic for another time. The Lakers' young core during this week has played. I don't want to say underwhelming, but they have not been too great. Kyle Kuzma seven points going up against the Trailblazers. Kyle Kuzma. 18 points against the Hawks, shooting one for six from three. It, oh, my gosh, if he could hit more of those. And going up against the Kings, he had 11 points. That's pretty underwhelming. Brandon Ingram, close to the same numbers. Lonzo Ball. Man, if Lonzo can develop a shot. But if this young core can really start to click with LeBron and if they can really speed up their development, I don't see a reason why the Lakers should not make the Western Conference Finals. I do not see a reason. With the defensive abilities of JaVale McGee and Tyson Chandler, as crazy as that sounds, <laughs> it sounds stupid, 
but they are both playing amazing on defense this season. I and and LeBron still showing he can take over games. The young core needs to prove that they can put up that Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma can put up 20 to 25 points any night they want and Lonzo needs to prove that he can really shoot because I get that his field goal percentages are up I get that they're actually doing pretty well but I don't know he needs to prove he can score the ball more I get he's a pass first dude but he needs to prove he can he needs to prove he can score the ball more often the Lakers are on the rise I well I expect this kind of winning stint to kind of come down soon. I do expect that, but as a Lakers fan, I'm very excited to see that it's happening. All right, now I'm introducing a new segment. I'm going to do my NBA Player of the Week and NBA Bust of the Week. Basically, it's pretty self-explanatory. The best player of the week and bust is a top-tier player who had just a pretty bad week. It is... It is pretty self-explanatory. So on to the player of the week. We have Anthony Davis, power forward center for the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh my gosh. 30.8 points, 15 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks per game. Oh my gosh. And this includes his monster performance against the Knicks where he put up 43.17 rebounds. This was not even close. Anthony Davis is a top three player in this league. I don't care what anybody says. Anthony Davis is insane. And he's shown it this week. I, I want Anthony Davis to go. I want Anthony Davis to have a team that's a contender. He started to click with Boogie Cousins, but Boogie Cousins chose to be a bitch about it and go to Golden State. I don't care I don't care what anybody says he's a bitch for that. <laughs> Anthony Davis, I He has been insane this week. 30 points, 15 rebounds. That is already incredible. Then you tack on 2.3 blocks on top of that. On top of that. And the premier game against the Knicks where he put up 43 points and 17 rebounds, his plus minus was plus 10 as they won by 5. They needed that 43 points, 17 rebounds to win the game. Gosh, the Pelicans, if they can just add more help for him. They could be a contender so quickly. So quickly. Now, on to the bust of the week. We have... I couldn't really find anybody. There wasn't really any player who played poorly. But Nikola Jokic, center for the Denver Nuggets, averaging 15 points per game and 9 rebounds. This is not bad by any means. (laughs) Like I'm not trying to say that's bad. But... But, I mean, but com- compared to the way he started off, it could be a lot better. The Nuggets this week are 1-2. and two. Jokic has not been playing too hot ever since. No, he, okay, so he was guarding Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez, seven, no, eight threes during that game. Nikola Jokic had some monster games to begin the year. He had, I think, the triple-double where he went uh, 12 for 12 from the field, somewhere around there. I th- Nikola Jokic will bounce back. Stars have weeks where they slump. But I think this Nuggets team is not very special. I don't think they're that great. I think they'll make the playoffs as a 5, 6, 7 seed. 
but I don't think they'll do much. And um, just for a quick recap, my player of the week was Anthony Davis, who had 30.8 points per game, 15 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks per game. My bust of the week, Nikola Jokic, 15 points, 9 rebounds per game. And if you enjoyed this NBA Week in Review number two, share it with your friends. If you did not, share it with your friends. This has been a pretty crazy week considering all of what's happened. I hope for more mayhem coming up, but I don't expect it. Everything from Carmelo being dropped, a Jimmy Butler trade, and problems in, and problems in Golden State of all places. It was a crazy week dominated by Anthony Davis. And uh, yeah, cue that music.